Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Trey Young takes a bow at Madison Square Garden. The Boston Celtics made a move no one saw coming. Plus, how do you replace Coach K? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The old saying in spring is in like a lion, out like a lamb. It also happens to be the story of the New York Knicks season. They fall to the Atlanta Hawks in Game 5, 103-89. They end their first round series four games to one and with it, their season. Joining me now from Locked on Knicks, Alex Wolf And Alex, what is going to be the legacy of this season for the Knicks? Just a, a really enjoyable team that went above and beyond what anybody thought. You know, I think I think Knicks fans, you know, are in some ways disappointed by how things went in the playoffs. I mean, I certainly would have liked to have seen a little more on the adjustment front, maybe push the series to six. Uh, I was in Madison Square Garden for game five, so I certainly would have loved to have seen a win in my only time in the garden this season. Uh, but, you know, by and large, when we look back on this season years from now, you know, I think this season is going to live on in, in fans' minds, kind of like the 12-13 season in many ways, as, you know, just this season that kind of came out of nowhere for how enjoyable it was. To be where they even were, you know, in in this very weird season, you know, I, I think people are just happy for the experience. Um, you know, the test starts now. It's it's going to be a really important offseason to see how this front office approaches things with a number of draft picks, a lot of cap space, and all this all these great team building avenues for them. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, that this year they played it safe and they overachieved. You know, they they didn't really spend big in free agency. They didn't come into this looking to be a four seed in the playoffs, and it just sort of happened that way. And, uh, you know, they, they ultimately lost to a team that did spend big and did have bigger aspirations than just making the playoffs. And, you know, ultimately this Knicks team, you know, they, they got kind of exposed in a way, but they were never really built to be a deep run playoff team anyway. So I, I don't think people are too disappointed. I think this team is going gonna, is gonna to have a really lasting legacy. It's just like a fun team that, was a joy to watch during the season. Julius Randle's renaissance was something to behold. I mean, there, there was just there was a lot to be happy about this season. And I think after like a day of letting the sting of the loss wear off, you know, Knicks fans will go back to uh, fantasizing about greater things with actually a path to get there for once, which is nice. You mentioned the questions and the path forward here. To me, it all starts with Julius Randle. So what is the decision the Knicks have to make here with their player who became a superstar this season. I don't know how likely this is, but if you could talk him into accepting a max extension this offseason, uh, I think that would be an absolute godsend for the Knicks. Um, you know, maybe you leverage this postseason where he wasn't quite as good uh, and, you know, sort of say, hey, you know, uh, the postseason wasn't that great compared to your regular season. I get the feeling that Randall's probably going to bet on himself and say, nah, I'm not going to take that. I will play out the final year of my deal and see how things go. And then, you know, go into a contract negotiation with you guys next summer. Hopefully the Knicks can get that number one option to put, you know, with him or even just a 1B, 1A situation. 
I think would be fine too. You just need another player of high caliber on this team. And I think that, you know, the future for Randall and for the team would be pretty bright in that scenario. Locked on today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, the Boston Celtics made a move no one saw coming. That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Buying car parts can be a major hassle. You have to go to the store. You have to have at least some idea of what you're looking for. And I'll be honest, I don't. I don't know cars. I don't understand how they work beyond I put the key in or I use my key fob. I start the thing and I drive it. That's all I know. But guess what? It is easy at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have a catalog that is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and they will not rip you off like other car parts dealers who charge up to twice as much for do-it-yourselfers versus professional auto service people. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Everyone counted the Mavericks out but Luka Doncic had other plans. The Dallas Mavericks get a massive game five win over the LA Clippers. Nick Angstead from Lockdown Mavs here with Isaac Harris. Whether he knows it or not, the Dallas Mavericks get a massive win on the back of Luka Doncic. An insane, insane game for Luka. Luka Doncic scored or assisted on 31 of Dallas's 37 total field goals in the game. He was absolutely magnificent. It was the role players that won it down the stretch. Luka didn't score much in the fourth quarter, but Tim Hardaway Jr. hit a three. Porzingis hit a three. You had Josh Richardson hitting some clutch free throws after barely playing the entire game. You had Dorian Finney-Smith playing some great defense overall. It was just an incredible win for the Dallas Mavericks who go back for game six at home and hopefully the first time a home team will win a game in this series. It really was fun while it lasted for the Memphis Grizzlies, but Utah was just in a different league. In dominating fashion, the Utah Jazz have advanced to the second round. David Locke of Locked On Jazz. The Jazz blitzed the Memphis Grizzlies in the first quarter, scoring 47 points, having an offensive rating of 180, meaning they averaged 1.8 points every time they crossed half court. This one was not close, and frankly, this series wasn't close. The Grizzlies got game one, but when Donovan Mitchell came back, the Jazz only trailed for eight minutes combined in games two, three, four, and five, and they led for over 20, by over 20 points for over 20 minutes of this game consecutively. A 4-1 gentleman sweep that was in no way close. The number one seed doing exactly what they should. The concern for the Jazz, though, Mike Conley leaves the game in the second quarter with a hamstring soreness and does not return. He has missed two weeks each of the times he's had hamstring soreness this year. And if that's the case again, he would be out for the second round. No word on the severity, but a very significant story to watch as the Jazz move to the second round with a dominating win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Philadelphia 76ers beat the Washington Wizards 129-112 on Wednesday night to end the series in five games, overcoming Joel Embiid's absence because of a knee injury. 
Embiid is still day-to-day with a small lateral meniscus tear in his right knee. The NBA MVP candidate had the crowd going wild when he hit the court for pregame warm-ups. He shot jumpers around the perimeter, fadeaways, even some free throws, all without any sort of noticeable knee brace under his white leggings, and put on a show that proved his absence might not last beyond Game 5. The Buffalo Sabres won the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery on Wednesday with the expansion Seattle Kraken getting the second overall pick. I'm going to try and refrain from making a Kraken at the draft kind of joke. I don't know. We'll work on it. The Anaheim Ducks, who had the second best lottery odds, will pick third overall the rest of the top 10. The New Jersey Devils, Columbus Blue Jackets, Detroit Red Wings, San Jose Sharks, Los Angeles Kings, Vancouver Canucks, and Ottawa Senators. And on the actual ice last night, a scary moment when Montreal Canadiens forward Jake Evans was taken off the ice on a stretcher following a hard hit against Winnipeg with just under a minute remaining in Montreal's 5-3 Game 1 victory. Evans scored an empty net goal on a wraparound from behind the Jets' net. As he did, a defender skated into him at full speed with his right arm tucked into his body and collided with Evans, who then fell hard to the ice with the right side of his head hitting first. Evans left the ice on a stretcher about eight minutes later, giving the thumbs up sign. Mark Scheifele, who laid the hit, was given a five-minute major for charging and game misconduct. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. Anthony Davis is getting better, but his status for game six tonight is still up in the air with the LA Lakers facing elimination by the Phoenix Suns. The betonline.ag line for that game is LA giving two. Damian Lillard dropped over 50 in game five for the Portland Trailblazers, but it still wasn't enough to beat the Denver Nuggets with the series on the line. Will Lillard be out of gas? The bet online that AG line for this game is Denver giving five. For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB or golf odds, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on to get 50% welcome bonus cash. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. The Boston Celtics wasted no time making major structural changes to the team following their 4-1 loss at the hands of the Brooklyn Nets. Danny Ainge is stepping down from the front office and Brad Stevens is moving upstairs, leaving a spot open on the bench. Joining me now from Lockdown Celtics, John Corrales and John How does this move, before we even think about who they add as the head coach, how does this move benefit Boston, if at all? Well, uh, how does it benefit Boston? That's a great question. Um, I'm not sure uh, until we figure out who they hire as their head coach before we we really figure out what the benefit is for this team. Um, Brad Stevens is, is... obviously inexperienced. We don't know what his decision-making process is going to be like. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to separate himself from the team that he just coached to, um, to, to make the necessary moves that this team is going to require to, to add talent. Somebody's going to have to go. He's going to have to tell somebody, Hey, we're, we're moving on from you. And that's going to be a difficult conversation. So is he capable of that stuff? It could be, uh, you know, a, a nice 
transition could be an easy transition. He could say, I know the ins and outs of these guys, and that's going to make it easier for me. But he's spent a lot of time building up personal relationships with his players. Hey, and his assistant coaches who all, by the way, are going to be vying to fill his shoes on the sidelines. He's going to have to make decisions that will very likely hurt those relationships. I'm curious to see if he's going to be able to make those. So then I think the most obvious question is why do this? Why, if Danny Ainge is going to be out and, and, you know, he has his reasons for stepping down. This was obviously part of uh, a structural plan for the Celtics, but why elevate Brad Stevens who, uh, you know, according to his peers, according to players, by all accounts is a terrific coach. Yeah. That, you know, I think part of this is that Brad Stevens uh, had a, a rough couple of years, I think, navigating the bubble, navigating this short turnaround. He had, he's been taken away from his family and his family is just very important to him. And to go from the bubble to not being able to spend time with his family in the off season, because he, you know, the, the, the quick turnaround. And then this season where it was just COVID restrictions and not being able to take his family on the road with him. It's it's been a trying couple of years for Brad Stevens, and I think when this opportunity presented itself, he saw it and said, "Yeah, you know what? I am interested in this." I I don't know because I I haven't ever really broached the, are you a coach first or are you an executive? What what was your ultimate goal in basketball? I think he just loves basketball and wants to be involved. So, as shocked as I am by this move, I I'm. You know, maybe, maybe this is just something that Brad Stevens has always had a an inkling to do, and and he saw an opportunity and he took it. How do you replace Coach K at Duke? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one yesterday. In fact, I had the coconut. No one does coconut like Built Bar, and if you don't like coconut, that's okay. Peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. They are delicious. My dad buys them for work and he buys other kinds of bars as well. He was telling me, and guess what? The built bars always go first because they are delicious. And not only are they delicious, but they are doing the work of a protein bar with high protein, high fiber, and low carb and low sugar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at builtbar.com. Dot com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. With five national titles, three gold medals, three coach of the year awards, and over a thousand collegiate wins, Mike Shashevsky, Duke head basketball coach, is retiring at the end of next season. Joining me now. Our man, Triple J from Locked On, Duke, J.J. Jackson, and J.J., with a man as accomplished as Coach K is, probably the most decorated college basketball coach of the modern era. How do you find someone to fill the shoes of someone like Mike Krzyzewski? It's crazy that Coach K finally decided to step away after this upcoming college basketball season. You kind of knew this would happen at some point because he is getting older in age. He is 74 years old. And when you think of Duke basketball for most people, and as you said, in the modern era, you think of Coach K. He is the staple. He is the brand, so to speak, of Duke. And so they're, they're going to go and 
They've named John Shire the head coach in waiting, their associate head coach who also played for the Blue Devils from 2007 until 2010 when his career was capped off by a national championship victory over Butler. But that is a job that I don't envy. I don't know that many people in the business necessarily envy Peter because, you, as you said, you're, you're following a legend and what some people would argue is the greatest college basketball coach of all time, and I would certainly make that argue myself. And that's just such a tough, tough job for John Shire to step into. How do you think in the short run – this affects recruiting because this is a program that has always been able to recruit coach K and and his connection to the school is not going to go anywhere necessarily, but his connection to NBA players, his relationship with LeBron James. I mean, there are famous recruiting stories about him, you know, being at the table with the high school kid and he just texts Kyrie Irving that has real power. How do you think this affects that part of the program? It's definitely going to affect it uh, to a certain degree, but I think what Duke fans are encouraged by, what the college basketball world is is sort of encouraged by as well, is that John Shire has been around the program for a good number of years. And look, I'm not saying he's going to step in and be Coach K right away. That's just impossible to ask anybody to do. But Shire has been one of the lead recruiters for somebody like Jason Tatum, and we saw him star for the Boston Celtics all season long, now a two-time All-Star in his own career. We saw Coach K and, and John Shire be the lead recruiter once again and, and Zion Williamson and bringing him to Durham and kind of helping uh, Zion take off his career to the NBA level that it is. So without Coach K being there. Two pretty good players. Two pretty, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so it's a, it's a tough ask for John Shire, but he's certainly been a part of those Coach K recruiting experiences. So I, I think he's going to be just fine. And finally, Wednesday marks the inaugural Lou Gehrig Day across Major League Baseball. The day celebrated the life of Gehrig, and beyond that, it's an initiative to raise awareness and sorely needed funds to fight ALS, the neurological disease that took Gehrig's life. June 2nd was chosen as Lou Gehrig Day because it's the date on which he became the Yankees' starting first baseman all the way back in 1925. His streak of consecutive games played started the previous day and would span 2,000. 130 games. That record would stand until Cal Ripken Jr. broke it in September of 1995. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Friday, will the defending champs be sent home in round one? We'll have the fallout and the latest. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Today.